From the Valley Podcast with your host, Tim Wilshere. Yeah, welcome along, episode 74 from the Valley Podcast, Brisbane Business Life. I'm your host, Tim Wilshere. Today is Remembrance Day, the 11th for the 11th, 2019. Uh, I've got an, another interesting guest here on the podcast here on a Monday morning. Uh, we've got Hazel Key. Welcome along to the podcast, Hazel. Thank you, Tim. It's lovely to be here. So where we start these podcasts, Hazel, is we basically like to get a bit of background information as to, uh, I guess, who you are and where you come from. So I guess, guess a bit about where you were born and where, where you sort of lived in early life and that type of thing. Yeah, well, you can probably guess by my accent that I'm from the UK. I was born in Gloucester in England, and um, I came to Australia in um, 95. So I've been here 24 years, and um, yeah, it's been a great experience coming to Australia. Um, things have, yeah, it's a, it's a great country to live in. Um, I've got two children who were born here, um, and yeah, I'm pretty happy um, especially in terms of um, business opportunities in Australia. I think they're great. So good good business opportunities, uh, I guess, ever since you've been here in the mid-90s. This is sort of a few years after the recession. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, I, I mean, I guess the, the economy has had its ups and downs, but, um, yeah, I find that there are more opportunities here for people to work for themselves and um, to, I guess, create their own destiny um, in terms of work as well as life, obviously, yeah. Mm. And since you've moved to... Um since you've moved to this part of the world, have you sort of had to go back home much over the last 20-odd years or not? Yeah, really? I have. I've been back a few times, and the last time was when my dad died a couple of years ago, which, you know, he was 90, so that's fine. Um, but, yeah, uh, when I go back, I do um, realise that I miss the place. It's got a lot of um, culture, obviously, and it's a lovely place to go, but I'm always glad to come home. Yeah. So where do you call home now then? Is it? Definitely Brisbane. Okay. I, that's where I came from, the, you know, initially. And um, I can't think that I'd want to live anywhere else. I think particularly for the weather. I know it's not great today, but um, very dry out there. But, in you know, the weather in Brisbane is very stable, I think, compared to other parts of the country. Um, yeah, and uh, it's a pretty dynamic city and growing rapidly, which is good for us in business, hey? Yeah, it definitely is. It's it certainly has its own own sort of distinction, you know, f- from Sydney and Melbourne as being yes. a small country town mm. that's sort of grown up and become a world city, become uh, you know obviously fairly prominent. We've obviously had different leaders over the over the time that you've been here, uh, different mayors, different yes. sort of state presidents, uh, state premiers, yes. uh, different uh, governments. So it's certainly evolved a lot uh, since that time, uh, that, that is for sure. So yes. tell us a bit about um, your business, I guess, Hazel, what, okay. what you're currently sort of doing, what's currently sort of the, the trends of, of your uh, expertise and skills as far as what, what, uh, you, the way you're sort of able to help uh, okay. your clients and I guess some maybe typical stuff. 
Yes, okay. Um, well, on, I, I, most of my work happens online. Um, so one of the things I do is web design, um, and I've been doing that for about five years. But um, I came from a graphic design background. background. Um, and after I went back to work, after my children, I um, learned how to write. So I um, studied copywriting. I've written a couple of books, and so I've added copywriting to my um, uh, tools I guess or my skills so um, once I combined did graphic design and copywriting um, webs web designed sort of came along with it um, in order to write books I had to learn how to build websites and um, in recent years um, it's so you can't just build a website and expect that um, you're going to get uh, conversions from it. You have to do something to get ranking, um, to have your your yeah. website appear on page one. So SEO is an ins- essential part of um, web or, or online marketing. Um, and so that's, in, in the last couple of years, that's where my work has been going. So now, um, not only do I do graphic design, web design, um, uh, and copywriting, I also do um, SEO, and I'm finding it absolutely a fascinating, uh, rewarding thing to do, looking at um, stats, looking at the data, looking at how successful, or otherwise, of course, um, the website is, and seeing how we make changes, and seeing the results that come from that. Um, and you would get the impression that it's highly, highly competitive, but in actual fact, fact I've found that if you do the right things there's plenty of opportunities to get page one ranking Mm. or get yes get page one ranking and get customers. Mm. Um, So when you first sort of came to Australia was it sort of was that your sort of uh, interest back what what were you sort of more into graphic design back then? I was a graphic designer when I came here yes that's right Um, but then my career was interrupted when I had children I was a a stay at home mum for 13 years 13 years so that was a big shock thinking geez I've got to go back to work now and that's where I um, got involved in copyright I wrote a couple of books I just I wanted to be um, a creative writer actually and um so yeah, I wrote these couple of books and made no money out of it whatsoever. And then a friend suggested to me, oh, you know, well, she was a writer friend. She said, let's set up a business um, providing copywriting services because obviously content marketing was a big thing and still is a big thing online. And that re- demands copywriting skills. So um, at the time, I think I had spent so much time alone, work, writing alone at home that I just said to her, yeah, I just want to do this. And it was mainly because I didn't want to work alone anymore (laughs) and I wanted to make some money. So um, it was that that made me decide. And in fact, in the end, we never went into business because she got pregnant. Um, But that set me on the path to um, studying and building my skills as a copywriter. And that's where it led into other things from there. So, and yeah, I guess that was my reintroduction to work again. Um, 
after having had children, yeah. So it, I know that it's hard for women um, to get back into work. Um, mm. I know a lot of them are afraid of, um, you know, that because they feel older, they feel that they're um, out of um, touch with what's going on. They've, um, you know, the working, the business world has moved on, hey, since, mm. uh, especially in 13 years. Um, yeah, so... Um, Mm, it's not easy for women. I know. I know that. Yeah. Any sort of, and I guess going through the journey, going through that experience, what is what is what any sort of tips that you can sort of give women, sort of that, mm. that are coming back into the workforce from uh, having you know a family and children and being away yeah. for probably a decade. Yeah, right. Um, well, not to be afraid of it, I reckon, mm. because, and, and also never to give up. Um, I, I, when I look back, I realise that I've never given up, although obviously at times, um, I don't think I actively thought, don't ever give up. It's just that I couldn't give up mm. uh, because it's what I wanted to do. Um, yeah. So never to give up, uh, not to be afraid. Um, yeah, and also to get involved in networking. I find that the networking group, particularly this group that we're in, you and I are involved in KBC is um, it's a great group it's, yeah, so that's the Kedrenbrook business group KWBG yeah. yep. <clears throat> um, that's right um, and I've just found that um, working with connecting with people is an important part of running my business I want to connect with people who I um, you know I have the same values with um, and um, look at business in the same way as me and yeah I, I think that it's an important part of why I do what I do you know obviously we have to earn um, a living but um, enjoying work yeah. really delivering um, great results for people that you know like and trust um, is really I don't think if that was there I don't think I'd want to do it <laughs> mm. how long ago when, when was the first time you came along to a, a Kevin Brook business I, you know it's not now? that long I think it's probably a couple of years maybe three Still, it's um, a while. It's, a bit, it's yeah. reasonable, yeah. But it's the one that has um, I've continued with. Others have fallen mm. by the wayside. Mm. Um, yeah. Now that I've got um, probably enough work to keep me going, um, I'm not actively looking to join other networking groups. But I certainly mm. want to continue to come to this group because, um, well, you know, it's just great to talk to other people about what you're going through. It's that, especially when you work. Um, for yourself because it can be a bit isolating yep. at times yeah mm. Mm. and what I guess also I think you've come along to Valley Chamber of Meeting I have yeah. yeah I have I so just tell us what you think about the Valley Chamber of Commerce there and there and that, that way of sort of networking as well yeah, it's quite really different, isn't it? Because um, it's usually an evening event. There's a lot of people there. Um, and uh, I, tend to <laughs> I tend to find that I get into the socialising mode um, very, <laughs> very easily. And then I, um, I forget, you know, that we're supposed to be networking, I guess. Um, I don't know. I just didn't feel as comfortable in it as I do... Um, at KWBC you know I think yeah. we're all different and we're all suited to certain things um, it was much more of a party mood I found there yes um, <laughs> yeah but I had fun that was yeah definitely true mm. so yeah so networking 
uh, is it? And does that sort of go far back? I mean, would you used to do sort of other forms of networking back? Um, yeah, 10 at years the beginning, ago. oh, when I started back in, yeah. um, not really. Oh, look, I did use. I think I started with the chambers of commerce, but I've also um, a friend of mine introduced me or suggested uh, BNI, yeah. and um, and then there's a local, there's an Australian or local woman. I can't remember. Is it Key something or other? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, I've been along to those things and they're just not for me. Um, I don't believe that um, networking should be a business. Um, Yeah, I think that it's about a cooperative um, community type of thing. And uh, yeah, I just found it too rigid. It just wasn't my thing. Mm. Excellent. That's a bit of insight to, I guess, your sort of, you know, your experiences in networking. Everyone's experiences in networking I find is, is different from yeah. from one person to the next so, so sort of uh, looking at your experiences there and, and getting a bit of feedback is always going to be very good for those networking groups that, that is for sure mm. um, so tell us a bit about uh, on I guess one of the slogan or not the slogan, I don't know if you call it a slogan you can tell me what uh, <laughs> customer first branding what does that what does that actually mean to you well, it really means that um, before anything, you have to think about um, what the customers' needs are, and if necessary, their customers. If you're, you know, um, so if I'm helping them with marketing, which is another thing that I do, um, yeah. So, um, the, if you don't understand the needs of your customers, it's very difficult to provide um, for them and to satisfy them and to compete. Um, Yeah, so generally there is a lot of competition for business and so you've got to um, look at ways in which you can improve the service, remove the friction, that's a a sort of a um, focus at the moment, you know, that um, sorry friction free um, service to customers so to make it as easy and pleasant as possible for people to buy their um, products or uh, or services from you Um, yeah that's it that's it in a nutshell yeah okay that's good Um, copyright services so that's obviously something you've had quite a bit of experience with now yes Uh, Tell us a bit, a bit about um, where you see that now in as we sort of approach 2020. Is it going to be something that, how have you seen that evolve over the last 10 years? Right. Um, well, I'm always interested in how language changes. So that's yeah. one thing. Yeah. Um, y- you know, and I guess online um, has changed language quite a lot, you know, with texting and social media and stuff. Um, Copywriting, I've also found as well that um, because of, um, these days um, I don't think editors get much work and people don't put much money into editing. You can so frequently come across grammatical errors, spelling er errors online, which is amazing considering. It's amazing how many errors you do spot if you're spending a couple of hours going up and down the screen. That's right. And the interesting thing about that is that Google is aware of that and mm. I think it's a ranking factor so yes. it's important to get that right and I, I mean it should be important to get that right from the value that you put into your work I think how, how you value your work but I guess um, in reality <coughs> there's so much pressure to produce content and uh, perhaps the money's not there <coughs> excuse me <laughs> oh. 
it's okay. <laughs> I've just come back from Argentina and uh, I got a cold on the plane, as apparently most people do these days. <coughs> and I'm just getting over it. Um, yeah, so that was interesting. Um, but yeah, so uh, I found that the quality of content possibly has um, deteriorated. Um, <coughs> it's also changed because of... Um, Google and Google ranking factors um, and the use of keywords to get, <coughs> excuse me, um, yeah, to get um, page one ranking. Um, but what people may not realize is that Google is becoming so good at reading content that it's not necessary to be so rigid about the way we use keywords in copy and that the the primary focus should be on making um, the content valuable and accessible and engaging for um, for the traffic for the reader for the searcher yeah mm. um, so I guess those are the main things that I've noticed I think the other thing is that people might think that oh well copy is not that important you know multimedia is important video podcasts um, but the thing is that everything comes from copy um, so you, you know you will start with with notes or you'll start with ideas and often those are written down um, and you will you'll never find a page that doesn't have some copy in it and even if there's very little copy in fact that actually intensifies the need for better quality copy so if you've got um, headings and subheadings and just a small amount of text, it's very important that those, what you write there is condensed to the essence of what you're trying to say to your audience. Mm. I guess, uh, what about, um, what, what are some of the, obviously, what blogs and what things do you like to read, I guess, on a regular basis that sort of inspire you to and sort of help you along your path? Oh gosh, there's so many. I find it a little bit overwhelming. Well, just probably pick the the, the ones that yeah the cream to the top. Yeah. Okay. Well, I read a lot of um, from a, um, a a website called Moz because um, they are the um, it. I use their um, SEO tool for my work, and I find the content that is of high quality there. Um, Personally, I also uh, keep up with the news because I don't watch any TV um, because I don't have time for it. But what I do do is subscribe to ABC News so I can get some, uh, you know, keep up with what's happening in the news um, and uh, without too much inflated content and too many ads. Well, there are no ads on there, so that's great. Um, what else do I um yeah, at the <laughs> at the moment I'm subscribing to, and this is nothing to do with business. I've got a fascination for um, a website called Help for Paws, and it's about rescuing dogs in LA. <laughs> in, in LA, okay. yeah, that's right. And I love watching these videos where they find these poor, disheveled dogs covered in ticks and starved, oh. and they rescue them and bring them, bath them, and um, treat them, and they get you know to see the transformation in those dogs mm. um, is is great. Um, but really, to get back to work type things, I. I don't tend to subscribe, I tend to search for what I need. And do you know what? I actually find 
that Google is such an important source of information. And often I don't need to go too far beyond that to find what I need, you know. Um, yeah. Um, so I guess that's it. Mm. I mean, Google's been a mainstay for quite some time now. Mm. Maybe if you go back, um, you know, 20 odd years, it wasn't around. That's right. Uh, and all of a sudden it appeared overnight I and know. everyone sort of started using it a bit like Facebook. Yeah. And um, it sort of appeared, was there for a while before it became popular. Yeah. And then once it became popular, everyone swarmed like uh, yeah. honeybees to the pot. Yeah, that's um, right. And they have, I, I, I can't remember the exact figure, but it's like coming up to 90%. It's huge, something like that. Mm. Um, huge um, um, capture of the audience. Mm. Um, so Bing and Yahoo and all the others are just you know, really feeding on the crumbs. Mm. Mm. Yahoo's been around for a lot longer. That's right. But, and could have been the Google, but... Yeah, I don't know what happened there. It's weird, hey? So that was probably... And then AltaVista had a bit of a, a time where it was yes. a search engine of choice for a couple of years. Yeah, and, and then that, now it's just Google ever since... Um, that's right. Ever and since, then, yeah. Mm, yeah. It's been quite, quite good for those guys. And obviously Facebook, obviously, things will change over time. We don't know how... Sometimes it's always hard to predict how they'll change that's true like who's gonna you know what's this next thing that's gonna come out from nowhere and everyone's just gonna mm. you know, launch straight that's into true. it i mean instagram's becoming a lot more popular at the moment um certainly yes. not completely a replacement of facebook but certainly getting people away from facebook onto yes, instagram yeah. to a degree but then people just go back and forth between the two as well mm. um so it's, it's quite interesting so websites you is, is quite a bit of what you do yeah as well um, that's right and just to um, uh, mention one thing I'm not a social media yeah. person I yeah. don't do social media I don't particularly like social media LinkedIn is um, useful I think that's a bit of a different thing but yeah I wonder what's going to happen down the track with Facebook and mm. Um, mm, interesting it'll be one to watch hey yeah, I think without, I mean, without wasting any time on it I mean mm. What a time waster it is. They're all time wasters as well, but I mean, and LinkedIn I've found hasn't really, it's, it's, it's been as good as it was probably 10 years ago as to what it is now. It's, it's not a lot. Right, it hasn't me, progressed much. To me, right. they, they haven't sort of, I mean, there has been a little bit of evolution with Facebook, you know, a bit of evolution, otherwise mm. people won't, wouldn't sort of go there, but then I think LinkedIn's evolving, you know, I think that's, there's some right... There's something right there for the picking when it comes to yes. replacing something like LinkedIn. Um, but websites, obviously, still very important. I mean, websites, I, I started to sort of dabble in websites myself back in the 90s. Right. Um, I, I could I remember even when I started here, which is nearly 20 years ago, I did up the work website in the first couple of years of working here. Right. Obviously, we get other people, we get, you obviously get other people who know what they're doing to... Yes. To uh, do that sort of thing now, but and keeping up to date with it. But it's good that you've got some knowledge of what how a website's yeah. put together. It's always useful yeah, to but have it's, that. It's always it's it's good to have that. But then remembering when it comes to having to maybe do something yourself. So that's, that's right. That, if you don't do, I mean, I find especially if you don't do something often enough, it's always that's sometimes it's hard to pick that pick that sort of thing back up. You and, are so um, right. It's time-consuming to pick up um, the threads again. Yes, it, it certainly is. But you know, yeah, you know, you got your WordPresses, your Wixes, and all these other different programs yes. that you use. Is there any sort of go-to editor that you're sort of using at the moment? 
Um, I would never recommend anything other than WordPress, and um, yep. I use um, uh, I use a, a plugin, uh, so a, um, a layout plugin called um, Elementor. And um, there's a few good themes out there, but the one I prefer to use is called Generate Press. It works really well with Elementor, um, and there's a huge amount of flexibility in that. Um, and Elementor is a plugin that is just growing and expanding and building so rapidly. Um, it, the difference, but now, but you know, from now to a few years ago, about uh, as to the tools that were available for um, designers who are not coders so I'm not a coder um, uh, I don't build websites from scratch at all um, and you know so now there's the ability for graphic designers um, who don't know code to build um, elegant and lightweight um, websites which is really important um, they've got to be um, lightweight and efficient um, so that their speed um, is high their high speed because that's another um, Google ranking factor yeah mm. and do you get do you get sort of involved at all much in in CRMs at all with your customers and clients do you sort of have do you do have much to do with that type of work um, a CRM is WordPress is a CRM yeah um, uh, no, it's sorry, not. I'm no, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. I, so I was thinking CMS. Um, CRM. No, I don't. So you're talking about sales. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, not. No, I don't. No, I'm not a salesperson. Marketing. Um, I guess I do a fair bit of marketing work, but it's mostly around branding yeah. um, and advising. So my clients, um, I advise them how to sell to their customers. I don't actually, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I don't actually get involved in the sales or measuring sales directly. Yeah. It's a fine line, isn't it, yeah, between it marketing be. and sales? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, it isn't. So, so I was just looking through your, um, you got a certification in HubSpot. Mm. Um, that's, that's true. It's a few years old. That yeah. it was a content marketing um, yep. course that I did. I think HubSpot, HubSpot is great um, for the tools um, and everything that they run. And I went, I went to a great conference that they held down in uh, Sydney. It was excellent. But you're right. It's more um, sales focused than I am. So mm. um, yeah, I haven't I haven't renewed that actually. Mm. So I guess what is your ideal client? I mean, who do you like to work mm. with? Who are some of the people that, and what are their qualities that you like to, what do you yeah. sort of agree with your philosophies? That's exactly right. I'm looking for people who, um, you know, I, I get on well with, who are um, probably small to medium business. Yeah, I would definitely say that, probably on the smaller side. Um, they are people who understand how important it is to look after their customers before anything else. Um, they value um, my what, what I do, they understand the importance of marketing and good design and good copywriting, um, so they're prepared to invest in, the, in those um, skills and those services. Um, and I guess also they're, they're really ready, you know, to say, well, yeah, I want to look at um, my website or my marketing approach or, um, yeah. Um, and I guess they're mostly um, people who 
are have got a lot of online business who are wanting to promote and and uh, build their business through the internet yeah excellent uh, tell us a bit about some of your um, tell us a bit about your recent trip Oh, Argentina. the Argentina trip. Uh, tell us where you went on the trip. Uh, what did you like? What did mm. you see? And uh, it was fascinating. I uh, we went to Buenos Aires, and uh, we travelled around a bit as well. So we had several days in Buenos Aires, and then we um, went north to a place called Iguazu Falls. That apparently, everybody goes to still that in Argentina. Was it is in Argentina, but it's at a very interesting place where Paraguay. Um, uh, Brazil and Argentina are basically separated only by this river which is at a, it's a T-shaped junction in the, yeah. the river and um, so we went across to, into Brazil and saw the falls from the Brazilian side we were going to go into Paraguay until we found out that, that just to go across there would cost you 98 US dollars for yeah. the visa so, or something like that so we thought oh, no we won't do that unfortunately but it's fascinating and those falls are are amazing I've never seen anything like it um, yeah so that was great and then we um, went to a place called Bariloche which is on the west coast west side it, yeah it's not on the coast but it's on a lake and that lake backs onto the Andes uh, the, the view across that lake was amazing and Bariloche is built <coughs> excuse me um, is very much like a German or Austrian um, city or town really it's it's um, yeah it's nothing more than a town but god it's beautiful um, and when I came back I've got a Jewish friend and I a friend and I said to her I went to Bariloche she said you know it's full of Nazis <laughs> apparently Hitler went there she says so uh, I thought that was a uh, interesting story too Mm. So it was a great trip, but it was probably too short. I was only there for two, 12 days. And, uh, is it the first time that you've been to that part of the world? Yeah, I've never been there before. Yeah, no, that's South America is something I've never done. So Yeah, I'd never been attracted to it. But once um, my partner went to Colombia earlier in the year, um, and uh, he sent me photos, of course, told me stories about it. And uh, who would think about going to Colombia? You know, it's not yeah. a very safe place. Mm. But in fact, it's become very safe in the last, it's I don't know how long. It has become safe. I mean, I've got some good, some good friends that have gone back there. They've been there right. before, and they only just came back there in, in the last, from there in the last couple of weeks. So, wow, uh, from Colombia. So, and that's a, that was a shorter trip than when they went overseas last time. They did a, they did a whole year. They did wow. a whole year all over the place. Um, so. So for them to go back to that specific area, there must be something there. That's right. I, if you look at the photos, it looks beautiful. Um, but, you know, Argentina is the same. And um, the other great thing about going to Argentina is that the um, not great for them, their economy is in a mess. Um, and um, it's incredibly cheap. To go there, um, to eat there, to um, for accommodation, everything is cheap there. Um, yeah, so that's worth. That's a place worth visiting for sure. Um, yeah, it's not what I'd expected. Buenos Aires is a city that um, 
we, we did a, a tour and the guy was saying, to, emphasizing to us that when they built Buenos Aires, what they wanted to do was build the Paris of the South. Um, and it really does have that feel. There's a really strong Renaissance sort of feel to the place. L- lots of very majestic and ornate buildings. Does it all look fairly modern as well in Buenos I wouldn't say so. There is an area with a lot of glass high-rise buildings, that's for sure. I didn't get much time to look at that, um, but what my overall impression was that it was um, a power that is now crumbling. And what I gather from people talking to people there is that the corruption is the problem that undermines everything in that country yeah 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 it's a, it's sad and i looking at the faces of the people around there whilst i was there they had their election so i guess there was stress uh, related to that um and of course there um the inflation rate which is massive yeah. um but they looked very stressed um yeah. and serious and uh on the monday i think it was or around the time i think the the election happened on the sunday and i think it was on the monday there were all the um touters looking to exchange um currency for people so obviously people were trying to do things to protect their yep. money. Uh, it was yep. mm, interesting, very interesting place. Yeah, not sure I'd go back to South America again. I don't know. There's so many great places in the world so to visit, isn't there? I guess that, where, this is where the conversation can go. There, where have you been in the world that you've uh, enjoyed the most on a holiday destination? Yeah, that's a wow. That's a great question. Um, I used to be uh, years ago. I was an air stewardess just for two years. I couldn't stand it longer than that. So I did a bit of travelling there. Um, <coughs> but I think that Europe is probably my favourite place in the and what world. What parts of Europe? Um, I love France. I, and a friend of mine I saw at the weekend has just come back from Strasbourg, which apparently is in France. You wouldn't believe it. Um, but she showed me the photos, and I was showing her the photos of Bariloche, which is very beautiful. But I thought, mm, no, I, I think that, um, yeah, my next holiday will be in Europe, probably. I wouldn't mind going to Russia as well, though. I don't yeah. know about you. What do you think? I don't know about Russia, but... Uh... Yeah, it's not high on my list, Russia, but it, it would always be interesting, you know. You, yeah. There's a lot of places that you go, well, maybe, you know, maybe that would be interesting. Yeah. And Russia probably ticks that sort of box. But, yeah. Um, but, you know, there's, I've done a bit of Europe, not all of it. I haven't done France, I haven't really done the UK. That right. Sort of those areas I haven't really done. Mm. Um, but, and I certainly want to possibly do France and Spain and Greece, mm. sort of areas I haven't really done, so... Eastern um, European countries are very interesting. My daughter's yeah. been done a lot of traveling, and um, Prague is one yeah. place that she reckons you've definitely got to visit. Yeah, that's sort of that's another one that people do talk about. Haven't been to it, mm, um, right? But, yeah, uh, you know, I've sort of done Germany. Um, oh yeah, Belgium and, and Holland and, and right. Scandinavia. So yeah, and you enjoyed that. that? Yeah, that was great. Um, Germany was really a probably up there with being one of the favourite places to really enjoy the history mm. and just, the, just some of those beautiful places like Cologne. Oh, uh, right. Uh, done a little bit of Italy, done Lake Como. And, um, nice. So I've done Milan and Venice. Yeah, lovely. A bit mm. of Switzerland. So where's your next trip going to be? I don't know. I'm interviewing it's, you uh, now. <laughs> I don't know where the next one is. I mean, I'm sort of just... Uh, <coughs> 
I mean, one of my favourite places is just, you know, a three and a half hour sort of flight from here, which is, you know, Queenstown in New Zealand. That's Oh, yes. Um, you are which right. Is, that's what, that's this the remarkables and all that sort of thing. Actually, you know what? You've reminded me of something. I've got to say that the, um, New Zealand, there's not much to match that, is there? Yeah. In terms of environment, mm. anyway. Yep. I guess Europe for the culture. Yep. Mm. Europe for the history, for the culture. Yeah. But New Zealand, wow, and it's so close. Yeah, you, you, yeah. So that's that's always that's you know I think we've spent a bit of time there because uh, it's so you know yeah. you have to go as far. Yeah. Um, you're pretty much on Australian time. You know, yes. You can deal with. You can work. I could work over there. You know, it's it's yeah, all that sort of thing. Yeah. So. Um, that's but great. But as far as where I want to, Canada is definitely on my to-do list. Uh, okay. I've never done Canada. I don't, don't know about yourself, but. No, no, I've never uh, been to Canada. That's pretty number one, really, apart from those European countries I mentioned. Are you a skier? Um, Is that why you're going? No, 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 no. People always ask me that question. <laughs> people always ask me that question, and I say, no, well, I tried a bit of snowboarding. I you did that a, last year. I did some snowboarding, and uh, it all depends on the health of your knees at the time. You don't, you don't, <laughs> that's right. Mine you don't are showing. Risk, you don't want to risk um, no. injuring your knees worse than what they really are. I mean, that's right. I, Wearing them out. Yeah. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough to be able to get get away with it once. So <laughs> yeah, you don't. <laughs> um, I don't know. How, you know. You're not wanting to push your luck. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably, probably not so much as far as pushing pushing my luck is concerned. It just got to obviously keep keep. Uh, Keep it all sort of um, working. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah. So travel trips. Uh, that's that's I guess where that uh, you know places that we have sort of like to go to. Is there any others that on your list? Uh, well, I, I guess on the skiing subject, I am going to um, Tahoe in February, late February, for a week of skiing. And I probably shouldn't be after what you've said about knees, because I've definitely noticed <laughs> there's a bit more, um, yeah, discomfort there um, these days. Maybe it'll be my last skiing trip. I don't know. We'll have to see, see how I go. Um, yeah, so I, I've not traveled a much in america so we're also going to go to san francisco yeah. and i'm looking forward to that yeah that is good that is really good that's different but it's you know there's the, you got the homeless oh issue, element uh, right. a little bit um but a lot of cities are like that yeah uh, yeah but alcatraz uh fisherman's oh Wolf, yes um, sausalito across the golden gate bridge so mm, that sounds Mewers gorgeous you know, it's it's certainly worth a quick visit, a few days. Yeah. Um, for San Francisco, right? I think uh, I'd rather, much rather go there than LA, to be honest. Yeah, um, I can't say. My daughter's actually gonna, coming with us, and she's going to go to LA for a while. And I, I just thought, why? But anyway, I'm not mm, going to. Yeah. Mm. Each to their own. Yes, that's um, right. I guess. Apart from travel, I mean, what, what, what are sort of other hobbies that you have that uh, we may not be aware of? What? Oh, okay. I play squash, and I probably shouldn't do that either, and that's probably the reason why my knees are starting to complain. Um, well, but yeah, I, I played squash for about 10 years. And did then, you? And then my knees. <laughs> I haven't played uh, since June of 17, I don't yeah. Right, right, yeah, it's yeah, not I the best. I don't think I'd play again. I just, I think it, yeah, I just think my knees wouldn't be able to take it 
Yeah, mm, I know. I probably need to come round to accepting that. I have cut down the amount that I play. Um, but yeah, so apart from squash, I run a book club, a little book club with a few friends. And um, yeah, so I like reading. Um, and I guess that feeds into the copywriting and the uh, um, well I guess it, it feeds into the importance of being able to tell stories um, and that in marketing they've begun to recognize how important stories are in terms of getting engagement um, from people or from your um, target audience um, yeah so that's important to me um, other than that um, I used to do some drumming but I've given that up um, I just seem to be so busy with work at the moment um, yeah so um, probably work can't mm. call it a hobby far from it but no. it does take up a lot of my time mm. but th I guess the, the important thing to finish off with the work question is do you enjoy what you do is there something oh, you're God, passionate I, about I love it um, and I don't think I'd realize you know I'd expected that I would love it so much um, yeah I, I love working with my clients and and to go back to what you're asking me what am I looking for in customers I guess it's that I really want to I like the people that I'm working with and they like me um, you know and there's a cooperative team um, relationship going on there and when I in, when I have clients like that um, I find it so rewarding to deliver and to see their sales growing that's just so rewarding you know that to see the the benefit for them of the work that I've done uh yeah that's really good that's it good that you're passionate you've got mm. to like what you do I guess um one of the final probably final things um who do you see as being someone that you look up to as inspirational um I guess I guess a probably a woman that's influenced your life or that influences your life to this day wow. Oh gosh, I can't think of any. I can't think of a woman at the moment. I'll tell you one person that I um, saw on a TED or listened to his TED talk, and I bet there's a lot of people who've heard of him. Simon Sinek. Um, who have you heard of him or seen his TED talk? So what's his last? How do you spell his last name? Uh, S I N E K, I believe. Um, and he um, spoke about the golden circle. And he, he said, oh, the, 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 the subject of the TED talk, the talk is um, leadership. What makes a great leader? And um, he's, um, yep. he, he says that um, great leaders think the other way around to um, people who are not great leaders. They, they think they turn things on their head. Um, so what he says is that when you're in business, everyone knows um, what they do. Um, most, well, everyone knows what they do and how they do it. Most of them don't know why they do it. And he says that they'll start with what and how, mm. but a leader will start with why am I doing it? Mm. And then how, what is it going to be and, and how? Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's a really powerful, I, I suppose, um, yeah, I can't think of a woman. Yeah. Um, Buddha <laughs> is another great inspiration for me. I find that um, Buddhist philosophy um, is 
so intelligent and so enlightened um, and I often think of that um, well I'm often reminded of the wisdom of um, of Buddhist philosophy yeah um, which actually is sort of reflected in what um, Simon Sinek says. Okay. Another and another <laughs> another inspiration for me, which is not a woman, I'm afraid, um, and very old. And that is um, uh, who was it? Um, oh God, the Greek philosopher who said, "Know thyself." Um, gosh, it begins with P, but my memory's bad. I'm sorry. I think it's P. Um, yeah, he said, "Know thyself," and I think that that is essential um, for for our life and also for uh, us in business. To so, know yeah, it's a Greek aphorism. Um, Socrates, what did I say? Um, it's Socrates, I believe, um, who said that. Um, not P or, at or all. Sanius? It was Socrates. Sorry, I was misleading you. (laughs) Yeah, Socrates. Yeah, you are right. Yeah, he said know thyself, and I think that that's absolutely right. And um, one of the focuses for me is to learn more about myself and um, to develop what they call the witness, where Mm. you can look at yourself, Mm. at your thoughts, and recognize that you're not your thoughts and that you can change your thoughts. um, And that can change your whole life and the life for other people um yeah so that's really important for me uh gosh i've got some friends who are real inspirations um an english friend who is um a magistrate who's gone through a lot of um struggle and um is coming out the other side through this intense focus on um, knowing herself and understanding herself and changing her behaviour to, yeah, accordingly. So, mm. Excellent. Now, um, so, it's been, so it's been great, the podcast, uh, having you on here today. Thank you. I've so um, enjoyed it. I love talking about myself. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's that you, you do that. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's Remembrance Day today. Does that sort of, I mean, Remembrance Day, we've got the Minute of Silence coming up at 11 a.m. this oh, morning. Oh, yes, um, yeah. Is, uh, it's, it's one of those things, I think you've got to remember, you know, what, what happened in the past. I think it's That's a good right. idea to, to respect um, what those, you know, uh, yes. I guess the guys that went to war for us uh, yes. you know, protected our country. So that's something to remember on this important day. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I just want to, I guess, um, we've had a lot of bit of tragedy over the weekend with bushfires and stuff like yes, that. So, yeah. Uh, I just do want to <coughs> pass my um, best wishes on to all the, uh, you know, making sure that uh, all the people get looked after that, you know, had their houses yes. burnt down and stuff like that. So, yes. um, yeah, so I, it's an interesting way to finish the podcast, but I just wanted to sort of reflect on those things. Yes. Uh, but I do thank you very much again for your time, Hazel. Uh, it's, been it's been great, great to have you on. Thanks. Um, hopefully, you're over your jet lag from uh, just only uh, just taken a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you go to South America, I would say go for much longer than twelve days. That's a ridiculously short time. Mm. I think a holiday is too short, no matter how long. <laughs> That's it goes true. For, so yeah. To make the world go around, you've got to obviously keep coming back to to pushing it out there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, Hazel. Thanks, Tim. And, uh, we'll it's been great. Uploaded uh, today, so you All can right. share it around. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you.